Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker, to this podcast on the essential skills of NLP. This is a series of 10 free podcasts introducing the fascinating field of NLP, that's Neuro Linguistic Programming. If you've enjoyed these podcasts, you can get the rest of the entire series directly from the iTunes store. Simply search for me, Phil Parker, or Essential NLP to find it. Essential NLP skills, and this is podcast number eight. Once again, I'd like to thank so many people around the world for downloading this and listening to it. Please get in touch with me by email phil at philparker.org. Let me know what other topics we could uh, cover on this. Really interested to have your feedback. It's been really inspiring to hear what people have said so far and what they've recommended. And thanks for telling all your friends. It's just amazing. So we're continuing from where we left off. We looked at presuppositions. We were on the second one in the last podcast. Remember, NLP presuppositions are the fundamentals of how NLP sees the world. But remember, they're not true. They're an approximation to truth. They're the best kind of model we have. We say, what if these things were true? They're not true, but what if they were? How would that change and enhance our way of seeing the world? So today we move on to a very, very powerful one that's very close to my heart, which is number three. And the statement of number three is, behind every behavior is a positive intention. So what does this mean? Well, what it means is behind every behavior that everyone does, there is some really good reason for it. Now, let's get some clarity around that. It's a good reason for them. It may not necessarily be a good reason for anybody else or for you, for example. So positive intention means the intention behind the behavior, the reason they're doing it, is positive in some way, possibly for you, certainly it will be for them. Let's look at some examples. So um, when somebody is angry, we might recognize their positive intention is to uh, right some injustice that they feel has been done to them, to make sure that everybody knows that something is wrong, or possibly a cry for help. That would be the positive intention. Now we don't know exactly what the positive intention is of one behavior always means one positive intention. It doesn't work that way. We need to, to work out what is the positive intention between either other people's behaviors or possibly our own behaviors. If we look at really extreme cases, um, so let's say suicide, can we see a positive intention in suicide? Well, if you talk to people who've attempted suicide, obviously unsuccessfully, otherwise you would be able to talk to them, um, they say that... Uh, I got to such a point where I just couldn't see that I was going to get any peace in the world. And I thought if I killed myself, then I would finally get peace. Or possibly they might say, I was such a burden on everybody. And I thought that if I killed myself, I would release that burden. Now, obviously, uh, as Richard Bandler is very nicely quoted in saying, um, suicide is a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Suicide is not a great idea, but we can understand, we can see, even in that extreme case, there is a positive intention. Now, what we would then do is start to look at, well, is there a way to get that positive intention 
in a slightly more constructive way? And the answer is almost invariably, yes, there is. When we work with something called conflict resolution and parts or core transformation, these are NLP processes that we'll be looking at later, you'll find there's some brilliantly elegant ways of helping people to make fantastic change in these kind of things, using the skills, the deep skills of NLP. It's probably worth digressing very slightly to explain what parts are at this point. Parts are when you feel like you're being pulled in two different directions. Uh, the classic example is, you know, when you go to the supermarket, you get a supermarket trolley and one wheel is wonky. Three wheels are all heading in the way you want to go and one wheel is going in a different direction. The trolley becomes completely impossible to control. This is like parts. When your energy is diverted, so although your intention is, for instance, to stay on a diet, Every time you go near the fridge, you find yourself wanting to open the door and eat some food. This would be a good description of parts. Part of you wants to stay on the diet, part of you wants to eat. So it's just a very, very brief overview of parts, which we will cover much more depth later on. Let's look at some other examples. What if somebody is a, is a drug addict, or a, a substance misuser? Then what is the positive intention behind that? Have a think about that for a second. What? What could possibly be driving someone to do that? Well, if you've ever talked to people who've been in that position, you'll find that mainly they've got used to it. It's normal for them. It may dull the pain of the world. It may give them some joy where there is none. It may fill a hole that they feel they have. There'll always be some good reason, which you can see the logic behind why they're doing it. You may not necessarily agree that it's the best way to achieve that result, that outcome, but you can recognize why they're motivated to do that. It's not stupid. It's not illogical. It has a certain logic to it. What we would look at then, once we've uncovered what is the positive intention, what is the reason behind this, is to look at what other ways could there be of achieving this goal. So we looked at a couple of extreme examples. But if we just look at business, in business, there is constant conflict between departments, between managers and workforce, between sometimes customers and customer service. So finding a way to resolve conflict is a really, really valuable skill. And this presupposition, this idea that everything that people are doing is there for a good reason, removes the whole idea that people are stupid or wrong or difficult. Instead, it's like, well, there's a reason behind it. So when somebody is irate in customer services, for example, and they're shouting down the phone, if we take the position they're wrong and start to fight with them, we just escalate the conflict. Instead, if we can take a step back and think, okay, there's probably a good reason for them doing this. I may not agree with the reason, but you know, there's probably some good intention behind this to make themselves heard, to get their point across, to express how annoyed they are, possibly. If we can take that bigger position, it allows us a lot more freedom and flexibility to deal with that situation in less of a knee-jerk reaction kind of style and one in which we're more thoughtful, which will diffuse the situation. This particular presupposition is also incredibly powerful when we look at health. And as you probably remember, the mind-body connection is one of my specialities. The techniques that involve using this presupposition, such as parts, as I mentioned, conflict resolution, are incredibly powerful at helping people to reinterpret and listen and communicate to these symptoms that they have. If we move from the idea of a symptom as being a problem, a difficulty, and consider that maybe 
it has a positive intention, a good reason for being there. Then we can start to work with it. We can start to consider it as a communication from the body. And if the body is communicating in this way, is there a way to work through that channel of communication that's clearly open and start to understand what the message is? My experience is you can make amazing change by starting to consider symptoms as something that is trying to tell you something. Now, sometimes it's telling you to go to the doctor or go to ER or emergency. And sometimes it's telling you something very different. Could be to eat better, to exercise more, to be nicer to yourself. Again, there's no prescription that this particular symptom always means this. It's much more, what does this particular symptom for you actually mean? And NLP has some brilliant techniques to help you to understand, to get clarity about that communication from your nervous system, from your body, and to act on it. So what I suggest you do is today, just start from the very compassionate and interesting perspective. When somebody does something that would normally trigger you to have a conflictual response with them, to, to make them wrong, to tell them off, just step back for a second and think, okay, not is there a positive intention behind this, but what is the positive intention behind this? Come from the presupposition come from the position that you already know there must be a positive intention and see what a difference that makes you'll find that if you use this somewhere where you have been stuck in conflict if you can allow yourself to be big enough to take this idea on so much of the trouble the angst and difficulty of that conflict will just fade away as a result of you shifting your position by shifting your way of thinking, naturally because conflict only occurs in some kind of relationship with somebody else, by shifting your line in the sand, how you see things, you naturally change the whole dynamic of that relationship. The final point on conflict, interestingly, you can also be in conflict with yourself, where you feel like one part of you is pulling one way and one part is pulling the other way. How often do we hear people say this? I'm pulled in two different directions. Part of me wants to eat cake, part of me wants to do this. Well, this is a starting point will allow you to see that actually, when there is a positive intention behind either of these conflictual ways of thinking, it allows us to start to recognize that we're not nearly in so much trouble as we thought we were. We can bring a compassionate beginning to resolve this conflict, which is a process we'll cover in much more depth later on. But just as a starting point, if you find yourself pulled in two different ways, just consider the position of, I bet this part of me that wants me to eat chocolate cake has a positive intention, and this part of me that wants to stay on a diet and exercise really well has a positive intention. And by doing that and reducing that level of conflict, that level of stuckness, you'll find things start to shift. So that's our presupposition for this podcast. We'll be covering some more in the next podcast and some other really interesting stuff. If you'd like to get hold of the rest of the series, you can purchase them directly from the iTunes store. Just search for Phil Parker and Essential NLP. You might also like our newsletter, which you can sign up for at philparker.org. It will provide you with free bonus content on these subjects, 
information about forthcoming seminars and all sorts of stuff that will support you in learning this. So that's philparker.org. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life.